Welcome back to the Field Trip Podcast. My name is Brent Terhune. Thanks once again for being here. Joining me for the 1,000th time on this episode. <laughs> There's not been 200 episodes, but he's been on the show 2,000 times. Gavin Eddings. Hey, what's going on, Brent? I'm, it's too much me. It's just too much me. You always text me. You're like, you want to do this show? And I always say yes. Yeah, so I, if, I'm, if, wait, I, I'm waiting for a topic where you'll be like, no. <laughs> But, uh, like, I got a, I got a, I got, I got some hot takes on abortion. I'll be like, I think I'm going to sit that one out, Brent. I think I'm going <laughs> to. Okay. Well, that that's this episode is the craziest abortions that have ever happened. <laughs> and okay, you said, so. I'll give you $5. If you <laughs> call and I was like, I need this money. I need, I need $5 that bad. <laughs> but our topic at hand is the craziest things presidents have done. And we'll get to that first. But Gavin, tell me about you. Where can people find uh, everything about you? Well, you can find me at uh, my main hobby that I've been doing for about a year and a half now is uh, I started a horror movie YouTube channel called Gavin Loves Horror, just uh, almost at 450 subscribers now. So slowly growing, uh, been giving my opinions about some things such as the recent Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Also did a fun like little YouTube short uh, with the Lament configuration, the puzzle box from Hellraiser. So just a lot of fun reviews, things like that, trailer reactions. I'm really looking forward to seeing the new movie Morbius that's coming out Mm -hmm. uh, because apparently it is getting terrible reviews. And by the time that this airs, you may have seen it and you'll go, yes, it was not a good film. So I'm looking forward to see whenever I see something has like such bad ratings, it makes me more excited to see it. Cause yeah. like, Oh, what is this going to be? So I'll definitely be checking that out and doing something with that on the channel as well. And it's almost, uh, I'd rather hear bad reviews because then I go in not expecting anything and usually leave being like, that wasn't bad. Yeah. You know? that was, you Sometimes it's overhyped so and much. I'm like, that sucked. Just cause everybody <laughs> you ever talked to is like, that's the best movie ever, you know? Well, I recently saw The Batman, and I thought it was really, really good. I thought it was a little too long. I was like, we don't need three hours of this. Yeah. What are we, why are we making The Godfather part two? But I thought it was, I thought it was good, but people were like, this is the greatest thing ever. And I was like, I mean, it's a, it's good. Like, it's good. I still think I, the, I still think I like The Dark Knight better, but just that expectation of this is the best Batman is ever going to be. Mm-hmm. And then leaving like, yeah, it's good. Okay. Yeah. And that's, that's all I want from giving something my time anymore is it was good you know i don't regret (laughs) watching that you know because on my deathbed i'm going to be like i wish i never watched house of the dead (laughs) (laughs) uh leading up to the oscars we decided to watch some of the oscar movies Mm -hmm. and i was like these are so boring like coda was good we liked coda the sign language movie but if i the power of the dog is the most boring movie I've ever seen in my life. That's what Benedict Cumberbatch and Jesse Plemons. And it's just, I just did not like it at all. Okay. And it's, it's so weird how people like, these are the best picture nominees, I I, I guess, but yes. uh, it's like some of these people be like, this was the worst movie ever. <laughs> like it's so weird. It's like, usually if you're up for the best picture, I would just assume people would be like at worst, it was okay, you know. <laughs> but I was like, I was like, I hate this shit. But then if you say that, anybody who's who's like a film snob is like, well, you just didn't appreciate the nuance of the performance. Like, I did not. I was bored. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. bored. 
For, sir, I challenge you to fisty cuffs. Let me take out my <laughs> monocle and we will duke it out. While we discuss this film tonight. <laughs> well, uh, we're not talking about films. We're talking about presidents that have done crazy things or had crazy things happen to them. And I will just is, preface uh, this. Go is, ahead. Have, is having JFK killed on the list? Is that going to be one? <laughs> yeah, surprisingly. And I know who did it. So stay tuned. Uh, <laughs> That's the teaser at the end. You got to no. stick to the end. For uh, There are no things about Trump because I figure uh, we've heard enough about Trump. <laughs> we lived uh, it. We lived it. So that, that could just be a whole 10 part series, I'm sure. So if that's what you're tuning into uh, for this, knowing, you know, the videos that I do, no Trump just so you know, <laughs> like, I'm gonna I'm gonna plug my YouTube one more time. It's Gavin loves horror before they turn off the episode because you, <laughs> because you let me promote again at the end, but they're like, well, nothing. We ain't shit talking the orange man turning this off. Yeah, I uh, I've I've not shit talked uh, enough that uh, that guy. So, uh, look, let's start with this one, uh, Gavin. Do you like cherries? Do I like what cherries? Like cherries, like the fruit, like the fruit. Yeah. Yeah, do you I like, like popping them? No, okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like these cherries? <laughs> these what? cherries. Well, Zachary Taylor, you know, I know he's your favorite president. A- absolutely. Um, <laughs> I, I have so many Zachary Taylor shirts. Well, he, he died from, he overdosed on cherries, apparently, to this one list. He, uh, after uh, serving just 16 months in office, was killed by eating too many cherries, specifically... <laughs> At a 4th of July celebration. This is something that I would die from. Yeah, he had too many hot dogs at the 4th of July cookout and died. Who has access to that many cherries where you're ODing? Like, where do they have fentanyl in them? That's a lot of cherries. Uh, And believe it or not, I've only ever consumed one cherry at a time because it comes with ice cream. So sometimes if you if you get a sonic slushy, you gotta like dig at the bottom. You're like, this is a lot of work for this cherry. This which one be, cherry is clogging up be, the straw, which will be a mild experience at yeah. best. Uh, so okay, at a Fourth of July celebration in the Capitol in 1850, he chomped down on large amounts of cherries and gulped iced milk. You know how Gavin, you you have a long day at your job and you come home and just crack open an iced milk. I make my woman, I was like, woman, where's my dinner and my ice milk? Where is it? I do like that you call your spouse just by uh, (laughs) not even a name or woman. Woman. Uh, Woman, My ice milk. The combination of the acidic cherries along with the milk is believed by some to have caused a gastroenteritis. I I did a Google search on how to say that word, and I don't know how to say it now. So uh, (laughs) causing severe cramping, nausea, dehydration, eventually his death in July uh, on July 9th. So this is back in 1850. So back in the day, you could you just be like, man, he had a cold and he and he died. So like. (laughs) So that's what's believed. He had, he had too many uh, cherries. That's a way to that's a way to go though. Like you you eat too many cherries on America's birthday. Like that's going hard. <laughs> that like that, that shows could you love be America. the most American thing to do. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna mainline cherries till I fucking die on America's birthday. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that uh, R.I.P. Zachary Taylor. Uh, yeah. This guy, Richard Nixon, I know he's your favorite president, has plotted 
I have I've written so much Richard Nixon fan fiction. <laughs> and then I removed her panties. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I'm not a <laughs> I motorboated that titty. As I motorboated. Uh, <laughs> I, I I you said fan fiction, I immediately made it erotic fan fiction. <laughs> well, it's yes, of course. Like what other kind of fan fiction is there? <laughs> I said, Mr. Gorbachev. Lick these balls. That's not even the correct president. <laughs> Blow out my back. Okay. Uh, during Richard Nixon's peak paranoia, he was obsessed and infuriated with Washington columnist Jack Anderson. So he, uh, so much, uh, so so much that the president consulted with aides on how to take the guy out. Uh, he considered putting poison in his medicine cabinet or exposing him to a huge amount of LSD by smearing it on his steering wheel. <laughs> Thankfully, they talked him out of it. But can you just imagine? Hey, we're going to put it on his steering wheel. Just <laughs> like, like a, a, you're just driving down the road. You're like, you're just driving down the road. And you're like, am I? Why is everything colors? What is happening right now? This dragon better get out of the left lane because he is going way too slow. <laughs> this dragon's not using its signals like an asshole. <laughs> uh, LBJ, your favorite president, Love uh, was one of the, our most brazenly unapologetic presidents. He did things his own way and didn't care um, what you thought about, it, including one of his odd habits was to give interviews from the bathroom while going to the bathroom so <laughs> just, just taking a shit while talking yeah. to the press presidential biographer doris uh kearns goodwin described how quote he just didn't want the conversation to stop if you were in the bedroom holding back when he went into the bathroom he he would just call you in and say come on in i haven't finished what i'm saying <laughs> come on in i think that at that point like you're very vulnerable like they can ask you anything because you can't just like if you're in the middle of dropping a turd you can't just like leave yeah. in a hurry you've got to finish the process yeah it's it's a he what he thinks is important and also uh, he he's willing to open up to you in ways that other people haven't opened up to. just let watch me take a shit <laughs> like and, i know that i know couples that are like pee or poop with the door open or whatever and i've never wanted to be that close to another human being mm -hmm. like I, I i need that privacy i know that like well, you've been together for like 50 years you don't want to like no i need a little bit of i know we all poop i know but i don't i can't imagine being that close to a close up to a president and being like yes mr yeah, yeah. let's yes mr johnson i would like to know your thoughts while you're taking a dookie yeah tell me what you thought about world war ii while you're taking while you're... a dump. <laughs> um, Good power and he, move, also, he was also known to uh, urinate in public, which uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a public urinator, Gavin, but I'm a guy that will, I'll pee in the backyard. Yeah, I'll, like if I'm in the woods or something, but I'm not going to just pee up against a wall. I peed in your backyard. And you didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Why were you even down here? We live three hours away from each other. That's, a, like, that's gotta... the thing is I, I went to your house and didn't say anything to <laughs> you. I just peed in your backyard. You didn't say hello, anything. Like I thought you might stop by and say hi if you were down here, but what an asshole. No, I know. Um, <laughs> uh, as biography uh, Robert Caro describes, biographer, sorry, he... Uh, he early became fabled for um, 
his earthiness urinating in the parking lot of the house office building as the uh, urge took him. So if he just had to pee, he's going. As the urge took him, that's how it's written. What a weird as the urge like oh god i can't hold it like also i like they describe him as earthiness and then he's just ping on asphalt yeah just <laughs> just walk you know park cars or whatever and just <laughs> let me go ahead and take a pee in between here and apparently he was no uh no stranger to if, if he was just finishing up at the urinal he's going to start talking to you if you come in which again, I don't, we don't need, I don't need to talk in the bathroom to you. Oh, Even you and I are pretty good friends and it will be quiet until we leave the bathroom. Yes. And it's weird because we're, I, I have to like sit on your lap because we're going at the same, same time. It's a single, ba- yeah. it's, a, it's a single one. So <laughs> yeah, and no the, eye contact, no talking. The next time you do come to my house and we're doing a podcast, I'll just be like, I got to take a dump. Let's just move this stuff into the bathroom. <laughs> I don't want to lose this magic. <laughs> this, if we're just really rolling right now if if i don't keep talking during <laughs> this shit we're yeah. gonna lose it we're gonna lose so much content now well you you you've done radio professionally have you ever had a moment where you're like i got a break coming up but i also i have to the the or the urge to be earthy has struck you so with, with radio now, it's a lot of like pre-recording so you can record ahead of time. So you're like, I voice gotta, track, yeah, yeah, you can voice track. And so you're like, if I got to feel it, if I feel some poops coming on, I can like voice track ahead and be like, whatever. But in the old days, uh, a guy who I used to work with who, who had worked back when it was like playing CDs and stuff like that, where... It, it was all live so he's like he would look for he hated rock radio and he would be like well do we have a tool song coming up so i can actually like go take a shit <laughs> or so I, would, I think it's fabled alice's restaurant you know that song yeah uh i think it's it's big just on thanksgiving so you, like you could play it and not actually have to work but then also i think that's a song that is known for like if he's thrown on alice's restaurant that's a song uh that people put on just so they could go poop i just pulled up the youtube <laughs> version and it's an app or it's an ad for uh fan so that's a sponsor for this show's fan <laughs> this song's 18 minutes long yeah that's a you you can get a good uh poop out of that one yeah uh so i'm gonna uh gavin just i'm gonna throw on alice's restaurant i gotta do something real quick <laughs> This isn't live. Right this isn't even live. Uh, you're no no peeking behind the camera. Let me go ahead and just throw on this song in the middle of this podcast. Uh, uh, not LBJ, but Andrew Jackson uh, actually taught his parrot Polly to swear like a sailor. Legend has it that the cussing parrot had to be removed from his owner's funeral when it commenced to swearing so loud and so long it disturbed the people and had to be carried from the house. Just ridiculous. I want that kind of parrot so bad. How do you have that? If you're president, how much time do you have free to teach a parrot to swear? And I don't think he he probably didn't teach it. The parrot was just around because I it's more mimicry. So yeah. So when was Andrew when was Andrew Jackson president? I'm gonna look that up. It's what a yeah. what a uh, not a great animal to have around when you're the guy in charge. It's a di- little different back then 
but like somebody could get your parrot and maybe get some secrets out of it. You know? Yeah. So he was a uh, so he was president from March fourth, eighteen twenty nine, to March fourth, eighteen thirty seven. So what? How? It, it's so it, it's so funny to think about old timey presidents like swearing up a storm. Yeah. But 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 you know they did. And I I wonder like you know fuck is kind of the heavy word now still you know mm-hmm. I wonder if that was like. That was like you. You only say that when you're really, really, really mad. As a maybe it was like shit. They're saying shit all the time. Are they like saying piss? Like, yeah, oh, so, piss. I'm gonna go take a piss in this parking lot. <laughs> time traveling, LBJ. How you get here? <laughs> Have you ever heard that? Maybe I'll put it at the end of this episode the uh, the phone call of him ordering pants. No. LBJ. <laughs> no, uh, I will. I'll put it at the end. But uh, it's you know just him. Being like, uh, now uh, I got some pants from you earlier, <laughs> and you made them real good because you you had them real long in the crotch. Because sometimes these other pants cut me, and then he will just he just burps on, like on the phone. <laughs> like, uh, but I'll I'll play that call because it's a famous call uh, at the end. Not, uh, but right now here's uh, Alice's restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Stop playing Alice's restaurant. You don't own the rights to it. During you know you uh, Jimmy Carter saw a UFO. He said, I don't laugh at people anymore when they say they've seen UFOs. I've seen one myself. Now, and we also have to clarify UFO. That's just unidentified flying object. That may not be an alien, you know? <laughs> that is like he has never seen before. Yeah, just as he's not identified and it's flying. <laughs> it could have been an exotic bird. He's like, I've never seen one of those before. Like, that is a pigeon, Mr. President. It's, that is- uh, if it's not a peanut, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I have a peanut farm, you know. I had to give it up to become president. Yeah. Uh, also, Ronald Reagan, you uh, said, I looked out the window and saw this white light. It was zigzagging around. I said, let's follow it. And uh, apparently nothing happened. So... <laughs> That's a cool but, uh, story, Ronald Reagan. That's yes. <laughs> well, uh, well, this one's a, a good one. You know, Grover Cleveland. Uh, not a lot of famous Grovers. This guy and Grover, the Grover, and, Super Grover, the alter Super. ego of the of Grover. <laughs> uh, Grover Cleveland met his wife shortly after she was born. Uh, she was the daughter of a family friend, and he would act as her guardian when her father died in 1875 although he was not the legal garden guardian when uh, she was just 11 years old uh, when she uh, began college, the two began a romantic relationship and were wed when she was 21 years old, becoming the youngest first lady in history. That seems what we, that's what we call grooming. That's the, uh, that's a Woody Allen of presidents. Apparently that's a good old, that's a good old Drake right there. Just calling up <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown, like sub stranger things, kids, you 18 yet. Mm. Oh God. Can, can you imagine like I, you, you met her as a, as a child and then, you know, I, I guess she was into it. If she's, you know, in a marriage maybe it was back 1875 consent was no, or whatever like <laughs> consent wasn't invented until i think 2014 yeah but like to the internet just like by you know she's in a in a crib or whatever and then you just later marry her like you marry seems, that baby oh god grover <laughs> cleveland like also oh. this he, uh, he also uh maybe some of these could just be like full episodes or movies but uh 
Grover Cleveland um, also personally executed a man. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Uh, When sheriff of Erie County, New York, uh, before becoming president, a man named Patrick Morrissey was convicted of killing his own mother. Cleveland opted to hang the guy himself. As the Times said of the incident, thus it was that Sheriff Cleveland standing behind a screen some 20 feet away from the law's victim pushed the lever that dropped the gallows trap upon uh, the man. So, you know, somebody's going to do it, I guess, right? It might as well be you. Was he a sheriff at the time? Yeah, he was the sheriff. Okay, it would have been weird if he was just like, do we have a volunteer? Anybody want to kill a man today? <laughs> have a little <laughs> <Anybody>? magic trick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, little Billy, come on up here. Here we go. We're just going to pull that lever right now and make the man dance. You are, you always just hear like stories of like, oh, the Pope went out at night and did regular people things. Like can you, <laughs> you just guy sneaks out of the White House to play executioner. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. You're like, this guy just walked on the White House front lawn and he saw to it personally that he was executed. Uh, he is not to be messed with, apparently. Yeah, that, that is. That's a very Kim Jong-un thing to do as president, is just to personally execute somebody. Just you pulled the lever. Yeah, so uh, that's Grover Cleveland, just a guy who's marrying you know, people he raised and also killing people. <laughs> That's quite the resume for that. <laughs> uh, Abraham Lincoln, uh, never heard of him, but uh, he was also a bartender opening a shop called Barry and Lincoln with his friend William F. Barry in New Salem, Illinois. They served a uh, uh, 25 cent uh, glass of, uh, of wine. Uh, and here's some weird numbers. It's rum for 18.75 cents. I don't know if money was different back then, but then this one's whiskey for 12 and a half cents. I don't. Do you cut the penny in half? I don't. I don't know. And and maybe I'm reading this, but it has the word cents in it. So it's not like 12 and a half. Like anyway, uh, it failed because Barry was an alcoholic and drank most of the supply. So <laughs> I guess if you're an alcoholic, a bar is not the best in business to be into. Are we? But if you think about it, this alcoholic change the career path of abraham lincoln without this alcoholic he may have never quit and then gone on to become president and then ending slavery that's true you know we have this guy to blame for everything (laughs) (laughs) if i got a time machine you know who i'm not killing who i'm getting sober (laughs) is this guy okay don't clip this out and use it against me later it was a joke um thomas jefferson introduced the white house to uh waffles and ice cream uh so how do you is that a meal that you often have together gavin as waffles and ice cream no but i guess you could have waffles a la mode yeah which means ice cream on top in french i believe um uh, <laughs> <laughs> but i mean that's fun i like the way we just went from a man executing someone to yeah. he brought waffles and ice cream <laughs> into Man, the this guy's crazy I feel like this list is just not in any kind of particular order. It is not. It is. I read over it just to kind of go over these and it's not. So this is a, what some would call a roller coaster of a podcast. I I like it though. But so Thomas Jefferson brought in the waffles and the ice cream. Yeah. His, uh, he ordered his 19 year old chef uh, and slave, by the way, but that's only in in parentheses, James Hemmings 
to learn French cooking upon returning to Virginia and later as president, Jefferson hosted elaborate dinner parties with French dishes prepared by Hemings and those he taught helping to popularize dishes such as Parmesan cheese, macaroni and cheese, and ice cream. Just so much cheese and then ice cream. I just, yeah, that's a an American staple all around. <laughs> um, uh, this guy feared electricity. Uh, Benjamin Harris. Harrison, sorry. It was, uh, he feared electricity and it was uh, electri- electricity that really made him jittery serving during the late 19th century as major developments were being made in uh, conduction. It was Harrison who introduced electric lighting into the White House, but he refused to actually touch the switches himself out of fear of being electrocuted. So he just had a guy, he had to have a light guy wherever he went just to turn on the lights. I don't know if that's true, but I assume that's what happened. That's a pretty good job though to have. And you're like, oh, you need me to turn on lights for you? Yeah. Clickety clack, job well done. I'm the I'm light just- guy for Benjamin <laughs> Harrison. I, I can see being afraid of I, I can see being afraid of, of electricity back then because it was so like nobody knew what they were doing. Yeah. And, you know, and it's like that's the same reason I won't do any electrical stuff in my house. <laughs> I'm just like, let's just leave it to a dude that knows how to do it. I did a I actually installed a dimmer in our dining room. Mm-hmm. And I was terrified the entire time. I kept checking the breaker. I didn't even like turn the, I, I turned off the, the power to the entire house, not just the room I was working in. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to turn the wrong switch off and I'm going to die installing a $2 dimmer switch. Yeah. Dip, and again, I don't, I don't blame you. Like I, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, man. Gavin, uh, he, he died doing what he loved. Electrical work. <laughs> I'm union. Um, yeah, and I think uh, wasn't it Benjamin Harrison that died pretty quickly? Didn't he catch uh, pneumonia? I think was he the one that died? He may have been the president that had like the shortest March fourth, eighteen eighty nine to March fourth, eighteen ninety three. Maybe that's not him. I was thinking about somebody else. William Henry Harrison was the guy that died. Yeah, I, I from March fourth to April fourth. Yeah, I just searched uh, shortest presidential term, and it was, yep, William Henry Harrison, which actually we have a high school here in Evansville, Indiana named after him. So it's like, why? Why that president? Does uh, Do they have a, is it just uh, a Lexus that you have to say, turn on the lights? <laughs> yes. That's what we have in our houses. So. Yeah. Uh, so we have uh, old Bill Clinton, uh, one of the only a few presidents to have people uh, of yeah, killed. So, <laughs> <laughs> Anna, I hear he's quite uh, quite good with the ladies. Oh, that's right. Uh, according to, <laughs> I like the way that every one of your presidential impressions is like one line, and then you just segue. <laughs> I can hold like, on to an impression for one, <laughs> Mister Gorbachev, tear down this wall. <laughs> You know one thing in history that a president's done, and you apply it to every other president. I cannot tell a lie. You got to tear down this wall, son. <laughs> tear up this bussy. Uh, according to then chairman of the Joint uh, Chiefs of Staff, at one time during his presidency, Bill Clinton lost his personal ID code nad- needed to confirm nuclear launches, also known as the nuclear biscuit for months. Uh, that's a big deal. He said uh, a gargantuan deal. So it's not stated 
whether he found it or not. So we could, you know, if you find somebody's wallet out there, you might have the codes. <laughs> Listen, I lost my codes <laughs> and I got to find them again. Hillary, I lost <laughs> my codes. Why is it called the biscuit? I don't know. Maybe they, uh, a nuclear biscuit. I have no idea. I'm sure there's a fine answer for that, but I won't pause the podcast. It's probably another Alice's restaurant. So I can go look that up. It's probably next to the chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water then. <laughs> that, that, you know, that's what Bill Clinton called it, by the way. <laughs> that's my chocolate starfish. You got a nice chocolate starfish on you, honey. <laughs> uh, Teddy Roosevelt, uh, had some pretty tough hobbies. He started boxing back in his days at Harvard and continued to practice after he entered the White House. Likewise, he would make wrestling part of his activities as president as well. And he got punched in the eye um, after a fight in 1908 where one of his opponents landed a punch to his left eye, causing hemorrhaging and eventually a detached retina, leaving him blind in his left eye. So that is crazy to hear about because you and I are, are professional wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. So to know that we had like a president that wrestled. I think Lincoln also wrestled. Or Lincoln was a very good wrestler and he was known for shit talking while wrestling. <laughs> he cut a good promo that Lincoln. That's he cut a pretty good much promo. a, he's a professional wrestler is what he yeah. is, you know. Uh, but knowing that Teddy Roosevelt got his retina detached, which is something, which is a, it's not a common injury, but it's one that happens when you wrestle and get punched mm-hmm. too hard. Like Daniel Bryan, Bryan uh, from WWE, he he had that happen. He had a hatch retina. Luckily, mm-hmm. we are in the in in the new millennium where they can like, oh, we'll just pop that right back off. So he didn't go blind. Yeah, but nineteen oh eight, that was kind of you know, That's you it. might as well have eaten a pole of cherries and drink some, drink some <laughs> ice milk. You're done. <laughs> You're done. Uh, uh, was it doctors- was it on Fourth of July? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was having a little little fight. His doctors ordered him to stop at that point. Uh, John Gable, executive director of the Teddy Roosevelt, I'm, I'm going to keep saying it that way, <laughs> association told uh, the Chicago Tribune, quote, he, uh, but he kept it a secret. Only three or four of his closest confidants were ever aware that he had been blinded. They wanted to protect the identity of the other boxer as much as anything. You know that dude would be catching shit. You blinded the president. <laughs> Why'd you punch the president in the eye, bro? Why'd you do yeah. that? You know how many people would there be people right now that would pay so much money to punch the president in the eye? <laughs> was Teddy Roosevelt, was he the one that also was like the big game hunter and was always hunting? I think he was. Yeah. Yeah. Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, or whatever night at the museum taught me. <laughs> I believe that was Robin Williams. So. <laughs> Uh, and another one of these articles, I think they he was ordered to stop boxing, but he kept it a secret and would secretly box people. Just in the, that's just a fight club. That's why a are fight you, club. Yeah. If you're secret fighting, it's a fight club. Man, why are you all like bruised up and sweating? No, no reason. These Democrats. The Democrats. Uh, Calvin Coolidge owned uh, Lions. Uh, so... <laughs> What a great non-sequitur. Calvin uh, Coolidge, the Lions. What? Uh, adopted a menagerie of pets from the White House, from Ebenezer the donkey to Smokey the bobcat. But perhaps the most uh, inadvisable of the pets were a pair of lion cubs, a gift from the government of South Africa. They were named Tax Reduction and Budget Bureau. <laughs> Those are not good pet names. Like, 
I appreciate the gift, but man, you just gave me some lions. Like, what am I gonna <laughs> do with lions? <laughs> I, that is a that is a very thoughtful gift. I, I you're it's South Africa. It's like, what do we have a lot of mm-hmm. lions? <laughs> Let's gift these animals, these yeah. jungle beasts, to a president. Well, that's but that's also like giving somebody a puppy who didn't doesn't have a dog currently and never asked for one. <laughs> you just gave like, them a responsibility. You gave me a book to read, and you, I know you're going to ask about it at the next family function. You gave me homework is what you did. So the next time that South Africa comes to visit, they're like, how are the lions? Like, I, they're, they're good. Budget oh. reduction is doing well. They're- Where are they? Oh, they're at the, uh, at my summer home. <laughs> I, you, you can't re-gift lions. That's what I'm <laughs> oh, the lions we got you. Uh, the- Theodore Roosevelt, uh, you know, Teddy was perhaps the greatest lover of animals to occupy the White House, he had dozens of pets adopted or gifted during his years in office. One notable creature was a small black bear from West Virginia named Jonathan Edwards, after the religious leader <laughs> and ancestor of Roosevelt himself. It'll eventually be donated to the Bronx Zoo. So, you know, he could just call up the zoo and be like, how is Jonathan Edwards <laughs> the bear that I gave you? <laughs> That's got to be a, a good... Uh card to have to play though be like you don't want to meet my associate jonathan edwards be like, <laughs> <laughs> have you met my lawyer jonathan edwards uh, tax bureau and whatever <laughs> i don't think that bear has a law degree i do think this wasn't on the list but i do think that lbj called his dick jumbo <laughs> you don't don't confirm that we're just gonna let it be I, out there yeah, the American president penis nicknamed Jumbo. So that was LBJ. Now, don't mind Jumbo. You just keep writing down what I'm saying. <laughs> Why is this penis outside of the bowl right now? Uh, we also had Harry Truman uh, met with the KKK uh, while serving as judge of the county court in Kansas. Uh, Harry Truman sought to further his political career by meeting with the Ku Klux Klan. I don't know if you ever heard of her, but uh, which at that time <laughs> had been surging in popularity and had local political clout. However, when they urged Truman to cut ties with his patron, Tom uh, Pendergast, yeah, Pendergast, because he was Catholic, Truman rejected their overtures. So the guy that's like funding him money, Truman, was a Catholic. And that's why Truman wouldn't mess with the KKK anymore is because they were anti-Catholic. <laughs> What's weird about that sentence is you said that they were surging in popularity. Like I cannot, I mean, the, I the can't last, believe it. I, totally I mean, the, can't I, I mean, the last five years show me that. Yeah, I can believe it. But just, just a time where like, yeah, by the KKK is coming. They're coming. Yeah, yep. let's get all ready, everybody. Do you see? They're they're going down the street on their horses. The Ku Klux Klan, they're coming. So proud of their cause that they have to wear masks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they threatened to kill me, he said. Truman would later say. I should have read that. Uh, <laughs> 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 we're, just, we're just over here having some goofs on and, the KKK. Uh, I, I went out uh, to one of their meetings and dared them to try. Man, I don't, I don't know if he was known as like a courageous guy, but just you know if you google pictures of those old timey kkk photos uh nothing makes me want to go to those you know like 
Cause sure, there's pageantry, but the, the photos uh, scare me a little bit, just those costumes. It just looks like you're at a witch's coven. You're just like going to a coven meeting yeah. where they're also racist. And also, uh, you're, you're burning things. You're going to have a lot of soot and ash, but, you know, sure, let's wear white. That, that you know. <laughs> They did not think that out. They should no. have gone with it with, with a, like a nice brown, perhaps even <laughs> <Yeah>. a gray. <laughs> well, I think that's some of their leaders. Uh, <laughs> this one's not. I kind of knew this one already. Uh, just from old SNLs, but when Clinton wasn't losing the nuclear codes, he was going on jogs, uh, sometimes up to three times a week. Unfortunately for his health, his favorite route was to the local McDonald's. So, you know, you gotta you gotta have one to have the other, I suppose. It's like if you run to the McDonald's and then eat all the hash browns and then run back, like it's gonna work off. One of the, the Secret Service agents said the worst thing for the Secret Service is to take a sitting president and a public when no one has been swept and anyone could be out there. I've been <laughs> to some McDonald's where I'm like, somebody should say something to some people around here. Because I've been to many McDonald's where I think I'm going to get assassinated and I'm nobody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, just, you know, hey, let's stop in the, at this McDonald's. And I guess in Washington, it, it's not out of the realm of possibility for you know, Obama to walk into a Chipotle, but still it's gotta be odd. You know, it's like when you walk in, you're like, that guy is fingering the grimace. Uh, I don't think I need to be here right now. Where's that? Uh, where's the hamburger? I'd like to shake his hand. <laughs> is he working in the back right now? I, I imagine I, whenever president goes in, I imagine their character so dumb that they ask to speak to grimace. <laughs> Mr. Grimace, tear down this wall. <laughs> history is made immediately any any event in history is made better if they ask the grimace to do it <laughs> hey is, uh, is the colonel back there can i speak to him <laughs> ask him to tear down this wall so you you mentioned my radio career yeah um i worked at a station here in evansville indiana and we were First off, Delilah is everywhere. She's a nationally syndicated show. She's kind of a whisper show, right? She's, she's like, hey, y'all. Uh, so just keep loving each other out there. But mm -hmm. Delilah, it's, it's a big show. It's on a lot of like adult contemporary stations. I worked for a top 40 station. So somebody called one day in the middle of the afternoon and said, can I talk to Delilah, please? I'm having relationship <laughs> issues. Our station did not carry Delilah at all. <laughs> but they were asking to talk to Delilah, who does her show from her basement. It's syndicated everywhere. And I was like... No, nah, she ain't here right now, man. Uh, you're <laughs> you're at the call back. But she's not here on the station in this building in this state in this time zone. <laughs> but if you'd it's... like, but if you'd like, I can transfer you to the grimace. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I have a voice for grimace. Does he? Does he ever speak? I, I I'm sure he does. It's gotta be that... a dumb voice, you know. That's Burr. right, voice. That's like if I called any radio station was like, can I talk to Alice Cooper? Because I know his show's on tonight, so he's got to be prepping. I just heard his song. He's playing it live, right? Yeah, I know he said no more Mr. Nice Guy, but I figured he'd help me out a little bit. Uh, uh, well, uh, FDR was known for riding in uh, Al Capone's car. When Al Capone went to prison for evading taxes, the U.S. Treasury Department and pounded his car, but rather than just leave it sitting in the storage area, the government turned it into a high-security presidential transport for FDR. It was uh, used frequently in the days of uh, following the attack of Pearl Harbor, and I looked up the car. It was like one of the first armored cars. Oh, 
So, you know, why why wouldn't the, the president, the most ho- high-profile guy in the country, have an armored car, but yet this this dude that sells uh, whiskey and racketeering and all that stuff. Uh, car. And then, you know, let's get them on tax evasion. And then we're going to, they, they're like, we need a car. We don't want to spend a lot of money. We're going to put Al Capone in jail. We're going to take his car. And then yeah. it could be yours, Mr. President. That's a very uh, Grand Theft Auto thing to do. Let me get this guy and then take his car. Uh, old uh, GW, George Washington, had a whiskey distillery after his presidential run. Uh, in the final months of his life, it was the largest distillery in the country, producing 11,000 gallons of unaged whiskey. Hmm. So it fell apart after he died. But, the, you know, that's I feel like if you get a young, elected as young as president, then now it's just like you go on to be a brand ambassador. Yeah. I think that could be the, the next thing is like, you're going to have your own, like uh, your own whiskey, your own clothing line, you know, you're essentially going to be Jay Z, but former president. Like I'm waiting for like just the Obama clothing line or like an Obama tequila to come out soon. Yeah. Him and it, it's a, uh, it's him and Bruce Springsteen have a, a tequila together or something. <laughs> Because when you think about it now, it's like most like rockers, probably most of their money comes from stuff like that, where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, Ice-T is an actor or Queen Latifah or Ice Cube or, you know, Metallica, who the lead singer is sober, has a whiskey, I think. So, yeah. you know, it's, you got to you got a merchandise. He has a whiskey in a jar. Uh, oh, so <laughs> that's whiskey a deep a, cover. Yeah, that's a uh, Thin Lizzy cover. Yeah. Uh, James Buchanan cocked his head at all times. He had one eye set slightly higher from the other, which has resulted in him cocking his head to one side at all times, even in presidential portraits. It was a perpetual attitude of uh, courteous uh, difference and attentive interest, as his biographer would describe it. So kind of like a dog a little bit. You just made a noise that a dog doesn't understand. Kind of how I feel like Jason Voorhees looks. He is known for like having that one eye that's slightly oh, higher yeah. than the other. Yeah, that that <laughs> was he Jason Voorhees? Was I think he was. was. <laughs> He's like he went into. I saw him in the Oval Office. He was wearing a hockey mask. He wouldn't not get his portrait taken with a with a machete. So, <laughs> and his mother's head was always nearby. <laughs> you know, mother, what do you think about the cabinet appointing? Uh, John Quincy Adams made daily uh, made a daily ritual of going uh, for Potomac River swim in the Buff, as he would uh, describe in his diary in July 1818. I rise usually between four and five, walk two miles, bathe in the Potomac River, and walk home which occupies about two hours. So he's just up naked in the river. <laughs> That's too early to be up for one. That is yeah. just, unless you haven't gone to bed yet, then it's perfectly fine. I guess like if you don't up, have electricity, dark is just like, I want to go to bed, you know? Yeah, but just getting up at 4 a.m. and then walking two miles, then taking a river bath, and then just, just like it's just like i'm clean now like you're in a river but i i think you know that's probably more bass than a lot of people would took back then right 1818 yeah. i forget that this is like the 1800s <laughs> they're like yeah. this was 1973 yeah could you imagine like uh mike pence just taking a skinny dip <laughs> as vice president 
Uh, well, first off, that would never happen because Mike Pence is a never nude. Yeah. We, <laughs> we, we know this. <laughs> Whenever he showers, he's wearing a nice pair of cutoffs. Yes. Uh, just very gorgeous. But yeah, Mike Pence is getting up and being like, I think I'd like to get naked today with his Mo- pale white goblin <laughs> skin glistening in the sun. Mother, could you hand me the loofah? <laughs> Mother, I'm indecent right now, but maybe later we'll do missionary and make prolonged eye contact. No kissing, though. Uh, for procreation purposes only. Mm, yes, thrust, thrust, yes, thrust, thrust. Done. Mother, tell your children not to hold my hand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, Reagan was pretty into astrology. Uh, he uh, employed Joan Quigley, an astrology consultant, to offer advice and input on scheduling important events. That we said he would, uh, he clarified astrology did not influence any policy dis- decisions. I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> but also, you know, some people pray to, to strange gods and I, you know, to each your own, I guess. But it seems, you know, I'm just like, it's hard to judge one when the when I think the other is just as crazy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like, well, my, yours is crazy, but mine has a man who came back from the dead. So yeah. I'm going to charge uh, my crystals, but you, you're crazy, friend. <laughs> You, you know the craziest thing about, about Reagan, though? Then mm. this was trending on Twitter a few months ago. Apparently, Ronald Reagan married Nancy Reagan, who was the <laughs> who, who, was, who was the BJ Queen of Hollywood. It was the throat goat, apparently. Like. <laughs> just anybody called the throat goat. <laughs> and uh, just just that was a weird day on Twitter. I know you're a big Twitter guy. I was like, yeah. why is Nancy Reagan trending? Oh, it's because she's just deep throat and dongs. <laughs> hey, good for her, I guess. You know, somebody has to do it. You know what? She was blowing in when he said, tear down that wall. Tear down. Again, I did uh, lick these balls. <laughs> tear down. Hold on. Nancy. <laughs> uh, he, he also uh, didn't uh, sweat an assassination attempt. Um, so he said uh, when uh, John Hinckley Jr. shot Ronald Reagan in 81, the president cracked jokes telling his wife, make with the throat. No, he didn't say that. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's only one thing that'll get this bullet out and it's your dick sucking uh honey i i forgot to duck uh is what he said and scrawl and scrawling that he'd uh like written on his gravestone uh all in all i'd rather be in philadelphia so that's that's cool i that's at least he has a sense of humor about getting shot i wonder if he called jody foster and was like this is your fault it's tear down the wall jody <laughs> Uh, Andrew Jackson had over 100 duels uh, and he suffered injuries like being shot in the chest. So I, <laughs> that's I further... not an injury. That's attempted murder. That's not an injury. Uh, Jackson was severely injured several times in these duels and one famous one against fellow horse breeder, Charles Dickinson. <laughs> uh, Wait, the Charles Dickinson? No, not that one. Because <laughs> that's Charles Dickinson. This is Dickinson. Oh. Okay. Uh, Jackson was shot in the chest. He continued uh, on the duel, uh, uh, though, and killed Dickinson. Um, so that's like I feel like a hundred duels. That's kind of on you. Like I mean, y- you are the only common denominator. <laughs> like, what kind of asshole are you? You're like, <laughs> I challenge you to fisticuffs, sir. Like, You're like what? What is? How many people a day? I mean, to be fair, have you lived in this world? People piss you, piss us off constantly. But to just immediately be like, 
duel right yeah. now. We got like a like hundred of them. That I do like to imagine that it was Andrew Jackson and the writer of A Christmas Carol just <laughs> out there. Just one of us has to die. <laughs> Uh, well, if you're going to die, you might as well do it now and lower the surplus population, sir. <laughs> uh, Millard Fillmore was hot for teacher. Oh, yeah. Going to school out of town. Got it, uh, man. Got it, man. <laughs> got it, man. I'm hot for teacher. Uh, Jason to the town where he lived. He, he went to school there. He developed a crush on the teacher, Abigail Powers. They were only two years apart, so... Because I was like, man, are we going to have a Grover Cleveland kind of <laughs> repeat? Uh, but no, they're they're actually two years uh, from each other. So he went to law school and she saw how hard he was working. I'm cutting a lot of this out. Uh, but she she was impressed with his work ethic and aspirations. She accepted his engagement proposal in 1819. So, you know, it, when you say married as teacher, I'm like, oh, no. You know, even though it's a woman and that's cool. Uh, no. <laughs> where were these still teams? a pedophile what? Where, are these, where were these teachers when I was going to school in my ride <laughs> where were these teachers with, that were two years older than me <laughs> well I mean if you're 23 in 8th grade they're, you're probably going to find them <laughs> you, you get uh, JFK this could be a whole episode and it might be JFK had far more mistresses than his rumored uh, dalliance <laughs> with uh, Marilyn Monroe the 35th president is believed to have affairs with at least a dozen women that's a lot yeah like, that's a that's that, 12 that's, women when you got a when you're the president and you know with the family but it's also i guess if you have people like running women for you and be like i'll meet her in the west wing or whatever like <laughs> I, I you just have to like that it had to be easier to cheat back then and get away with it because there's not like constant communication i watched the show mad men and it's mm -hmm. like don draper all he had to worry about was his horse calling the landline that's yeah. all he had to worry about as long as they did not call the landline she would never know tony the russian called <laughs> your russian whore called carmela <laughs> listen now you've had a one-legged one how does that feel I, I we need the show where uh, somehow Tony president uh, Tony Soprano is president. So. When are you doing your Sopranos episode? When are we doing that one? And we could. I just finished the rewatch, so it's fresh. Okay. Uh, Calvin Coolidge was a uh, again. We talked about animals, but he was allergic to horses. So as a result, someone bought the president a mechanical horse as a gag gift. Coolidge uh, missed the joke and installed the apparatus in the dressing room next to his bedroom. <laughs> One day he tried it out and decided he loved the thing. From then on, he rode the horse frequently, always wearing his hat, but uh, sometimes not other clothes. So what is a mechanical horse? Is it just a bicycle? I think it was, or? I think it was like one of those at the grocery store. <laughs> Where he just puts a quarter in, like kind of. Probably like one of those bouncy ones, because, you know, but uh, either way, just, just this is a grown man. <laughs> on a mechanical horse <laughs> on just a child's toy this is the leader of the country <laughs> and he's just like you know let me go ride this fake horse in this dressing room naked with my balls all over it. <laughs> just just one of us is bareback i don't I know didn't even is. bathe in the potomac this morning just, <laughs> i got a lot of a lot of a lot of swamp ass right uh, here on, on this on this metal horse <laughs> Uh, we'll wrap it up with uh, 
one of your favorite presidents, Gavin uh, LBJ. Love LBJ. Did you know his? <laughs> did you know his dick was called Jumbo? Did yeah, you know it was that? very big. It was. <laughs> he liked to shit. Wouldn't even fit on the horse that Coolidge had. <laughs> That's why they had to shoot it. Broke its leg. Each ball sat on each side of the saddle. It was very hard to fit. It got caught in the. It got caught in the springs. <laughs> so LBJ had a uh, an amphibious car. He pretended to get uh, people into. A, pretended to get into a car crash. He uh, he was the owner of a, what is it an amphicar, a vehicle that operated as a car on land and as a boat on the water. He drive to pretend. Uh, he drive then pretend to lose control of the vehicle, and uh, go towards a body of water, <laughs> freaking his guest out naturally in the process. Oh no! The brakes are gone. <laughs> and then just psychopath <laughs> crash into the water. What? That is. First off, this is Batman shit right there. Where it's mm-hmm. like, oh no! But he's also a sociopath you can't just have a oh no i'm losing control <laughs> I, I i guess because i'm like why is that a, a thing today but i guess cars probably have too much electronic stuff yeah i don't know i i don't know that i i see it seems like driving a car into the water is a bad idea but uh apparently unless you're trying to get rid of, unless you're trying to get rid of your kids am i right parents that's, that's right <laughs> now you sit there till mommy comes back <laughs> Uh, this this went real dark uh but yeah so that's that's some of the craziest things that presidents have done is just you know driving a car into a body of water and it turns out it's a boat but uh i just can't imagine we're going to oh we're gonna die what we're not dead or maybe they thought they were dead they thought that they had died in a car crash like oh in heaven cars can float well, have you ever played the prank of like, oh no, the brakes have gone out and you just stomp the floorboard? Have you ever done that? Like, I have not. That's scary and on its you know, on its own. Or like, my you mom did the wheel that, but turn. my mom did that, but she's also a sociopath. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, the, the the wheel won't turn. I can't control it. Yeah, that's always fun stuff where you have somebody sleeping in the passenger seat and you know pull up behind one of those semis that's towing another semi but it's facing you uh one time this is a real thing my mom did uh she had a 1987 chevy celebrity wagon that was our car growing up somebody had money we were so rich let me tell you uh but one time so my mom could be a little crazy she'll she'll never hear this so i can tell the story um she so her accelerator would would stick sometimes like Mm -hmm. it really would and she that's crazy she, that it's sometimes and after the first time she didn't get it fixed. <laughs> listen if we if we cared about safety we would not be driving a 1987 chevy celebrity wagon yeah yeah but one day but my mom goes in and out of being very religious and then not being but at this time she's religious so i'll, I'll never forget this where it's, it's the nighttime we're driving and she's like it, it's sticking it's sticking she's like oh no i can't it's like demons are controlling it, it it's demons i go why do the demons care about your car why do they care about your car and then she said we're going to the river and then it turned into a it turned into a boat and i was like what lbj you're then, my mom did she remove her mask <laughs> she did and, it, and then she said i killed jfk and that's what happened and that and now we rewarded the audience for staying through the whole thing see that's right 
LBJ you, killed JFK with his massive dong. <laughs> with his dong, he just mushroom stamped him right in the head. <laughs> Gavin loves horror on YouTube. Gavin, thank you for being on the show. Anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Uh, I do want to give a shout out to uh, one of my best fans. Her name is Chanel. She watches all my live streams. She watches all my videos. I didn't give her a shout out last time, and I was like, I feel so bad. So Chanel, you are fantastic. Love anybody who watches Gavin loves horror. On YouTube, you can also follow me on Instagram at Gavin Eddings. You can follow the Gavin Loves Horror Instagram, Gavin Horror. And that's it. Just keep watching the videos, sharing them. Appreciate it. Love being on the show with you, Brent. Always a good, good time. Even if I don't feel like I know a lot about presidents, still it's such a good time. And I learned, I learned that you can kill a president with cherries. And that's what I'm taking away from this. Now, if you'll just enjoy this Sunday, I got you. <laughs> Why are there 49 cherries on here? Just eat it. Hello? Hello? Uh, Mr. Hager? Yes, this is Joe Hager. Uh, Joe, uh, uh, is your father the one that uh, makes uh, clothes? Yes, sir. We're all together. You all made me some real lightweight slacks uh, uh, that he just made up on his own, sent to me three or four months ago. It's a kind of a light brown and a light green, rather soft green and soft brown. Yes, now, I need about six pairs for summer wear. I need about six pairs to wear around in the evening when I come in from work. And I can send you a pair. I want them a half inch larger in the waist than they were before, except I want two or three inches of stuff left back in there so I can take them up. I vary 10 to 15 pounds a month. So uh, leave me at least two and a half, three inches in the back where I can let them out or take them up and put it, make these a half inch bigger in the waist make the pockets at least an inch longer money my money and my knife everything fall out wait just a minute hello hello now another thing the crotch down where your nuts hang is always a little too tight so when you make them up give me a inch that i can let out there uh because they cut me they're just like riding a uh, wire fence. These are almost these are the best that I've had anywhere in the United States. But uh, uh, when I gain a little weight, they cut me under there. So leave me. Uh, you never do have much margin there. Let's see if you can't leave me about an inch from the, where the zipper ends uh, around uh, under my back to my bunghole. So I can let it out there if I need to. Now, be sure you got the best zippers in them. These are good that I have. And uh, if you get those to me, I would sure be grateful. Uh, where would you like to be, please? White House. Uh, I just sure will appreciate this. I need it more than anything. And uh, now, you give this boy the address, because I'm running for a funeral, and give him address just how to dress these trousers. So we'll send them to you. And don't you, you get the measurements out of them and add a half inch to the back. Give us an inch to the pockets and about an uh, inch underneath uh, so we can let them out. So would you like just a little more stride and deep pride? Yeah, that's right. Yes, sir. Okay, here he is. Okay, go ahead, please.